from a variety of sources. Joy, in the real sense of it, can only be attained from very few sources. But exceeding great joy only comes from one source. Exceeding great joy comes from only one source. And that is Jesus. And how do you obtain that? Is my salvation. That is where you get exceeding great joy. Um, I'm going to talk this morning on what I call the exceeding great joy of salvation. 
the exceeding great joy of salvation. Praise the Lord. For a lot of people who are here today are drinking from that well of salvation. Nothing new will they here today. It's just going to reinforce their belief. It's just going to show them that they have not been wasting their time in the presence of God. And so many testimonies, so many stories, things have come forth to justify that. We're going to take our text from Matthew chapter 2. Matthew chapter 2, and I read from verse 9. When they heard the king, they departed, and behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them, till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. Verse 11. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary's mother and fell down and worshipped him. What did they do? They fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Striking in that verse 11 was their response on the discovery of the Redeemer, on the discovery of the Savior, on the discovery of the of, of Emmanuel, God with us, we bow down and we worship. Brethren, these wise men were not kids, they were old men. That was not the first star they ever saw. They've seen stars. Even in that particular night, there were stars. They must have experienced great moments of happiness, of joy, but they were able to distinguish on that day. Their emotions deserve something different. Exceeding great joy. It is on note that while they were exceedingly happy and of great joy, it's not because they got money from somewhere. It's not because they just got a wife, built a house, bought a car. But what gives them a feeling great joy was deep. It was not superficial. It was not a problem again. Their joy centered on what was about to happen to humanity. Probably what would happen, they would have died with the whole man. Probably they would not be on earth again, they were not selfish. But because of you and I, they rejoiced in everything in their soul, everything in their spirit, genuinely without deceit. These events have centuries of prophecies behind it. It was greatly anticipated. Not only by wise men, but also by men in the spirit. The wise men knew what they knew not because they were spiritually minded. It is because of their knowledge of science, of technology, of the firmament. They had witnessed the coming of the Messiah, the author, the finisher of our faith. At last, here comes the one that is here to save humanity. 
They were not alone. Luke chapter 2, verse 25 to 32, gave us the spiritual sight of those who witnessed the occasion. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. He didn't rely on wisdom of um, the firmament. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he has seen the Lord. I pray for someone here today. If you have not been saved, you will not die until you see Christ in the name of Jesus. So he came by the Spirit, the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought the child, Jesus, to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God. Hello. The wise men bowed and worshipped. Simeon, the man of God, blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace. Anyone who dies without Christ cannot die in peace. According to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of the people, all peoples, a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people, Israel. Praise the Lord. The spiritual angle. The Holy Spirit had a role in all this. Brought light to you and I and the glory of your people, Israel. There was also prophetess Anna, Luke 2 36. Now there was one Anna, the prophetess, the daughter of Phineas uh, of the tribe of Asia. She was of a great age and had lived with her husband seven years from our virginity. And this woman was a widow of about 84 years who did not depart from the temple, but served God with fastings and prayers night and day. And coming in that instant, in that moment in spiritual history, she gave thanks to the Lord again and spoke of him to all those who looked for redemption. Where? In Jerusalem. Where is your Jerusalem now? Yeah. I pray today, as many as are looking up to redemption, you shall receive today in Jesus' name. Brethren, these reactions are very important. A lot of people meet with Jesus. What was their reaction? They walk away. These ones bowed. These ones worshipped the Messiah. Even though, listen very well, they did not see one single miracle Jesus performed. They did not sit under the feet of Jesus, but they knew that the power of spiritual discernment from dedication, commitment to the things of God, that this is the Messiah, the exceeding great joy of salvation. Salvation has so many definitions. It is the deliverance from sin and its consequences. This, you and I, we have received freely by grace 
through this same Jesus that this man bowed down and worshipped. Ephesians chapter 22, verse 8. For by grace I have been saved. Are you reading the same thing? For by grace I have been saved through faith and that not of myself. It is a gift of God. Jesus is a gift to us. God is with us through a gift. We didn't pay for it. We didn't work for it. It is by grace that we are saved. Exceeding, when we talk about exceedingly, exceeding, we talk about something exceptional, extraordinary, remarkable, striking, powerful, something that surpasses human understanding. And in this case, it is brought about by supernatural activity of God. We had no hand in it. It was his free will, his free gift. The joy that comes from salvation, man cannot give to you. Money cannot give to you. Houses can never, never give to you. Praise the Lord. So we begin to see salvation as exceedingly great. Great means something. And in this case, an experience of great amount and intensity. Something you cannot, you cannot control. It is deep, mighty, powerful. Praise the Lord. That is the word that was used to describe how this man felt. Then joy. That he gave us a good indication about what joy means. And the website, www.compassion.com, it says joy is an inner feeling. Joy endures hardship and trials. And listen to this. It connects with meaning and purpose. It does what? Connect. It connects with meaning and purpose. The wise men, Simeon, Honor, they were joyful because they were able to connect what happened that night to the salvation plan of God. For the mission to save humanity, for the mission to save us from death. Happiness is an outward expression. A person pursues happiness when he chooses joy. Joy is the choice. Happiness can come anyhow. Somebody gives you money you have. Takes back the money you're unhappy. But joy, you choose whether money or not, I will remain joyful. It is a personal experience. Nobody can experience joy for you. It comes from within. Shout hallelujah. Brethren, they didn't stop at the point of being joyful. They didn't stop at being ecstatic about what happened on that day. There was a the follow-up action. They bowed. They worshipped. They praised. They had turned God. A lot of people have been in the church. Oh, I want to receive Jesus as my Lord and personal Savior. They were so excited. As soon as they walked out of the church, they go back to who they were. Amen. Amen. 
There was this song by the Gaelia family. We wanted to see that song, but but this is the lyrics of the first stanza. It says, over the mountains, can, okay, over the mountains and valleys, it made there each night. A star of most radiant light, three wise men rejoiced as they journeyed upon to behold such a beautiful star. When they saw the star, they rejoiced in great joy. When they saw the star, they rejoiced. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with great joy. They rejoiced with exceeding great joy. Praise the Lord. In a blog, sticking up, of January 5, 2020 edition, the writer was trying to capture the kind of joy that the shepherds experienced that day. He tried, this is what he said. I tried to imagine what kind of joy this must be. A joy that exceeds almost any other joy imaginable. A joy that so fills the heart that it overflows. A joy that is so complete and perfect that it is like a light which illuminates in darkness and reveals everything which had been hidden in the shadows. Not just a great joy, an exceeding great joy. I pray this month that joy shall visit your soul in the name of Jesus. Brethren, the Bible is particular about every word it uses. Every single dot, comma, word is important. So when he said exceedingly, it meant what he said. When you look at um, Joshua 1.8, he was talking about having the word of God in your heart. The latter part of it says, for then you will make your way prosperous. And, and then you will have what? Good success. There are success, there are good success. There is joy, there is exceedingly joy. The Bible was talking about Isaac also in Genesis 26, 13. He said the man began to prosper and continued prospering until he became very prosperous. So we have to know his emphasis and it means something. There is exceeding great joy in knowing God. In salvation. The three wise men were not just happy because happiness could not fully describe how the felt meeting the Savior. They were joyful. There is a difference between joy and happiness. There is a difference between being joyful and being exceeding joyful. The same um, Website compassion.com tries to differentiate. He said the difference between joy and happiness lives in the mind and in the heart. Joy is a little word, three words. Happiness is bigger, is longer. Joy is in the heart. Happiness is on the face. Joy is of the soul. Happiness is of the moment. Anything can take it away. If your happiness is based on money, the day there is no money, the happiness is. Joy transcends 
physical situations. Happiness reacts. Oh, I have money. I am happy. I am married. I am happy. I just came back with that. I am happy. But joy is deeper. It embraces peace and contentment. Joy runs deep and overflows. Happiness is like a hug. Do you hug someone for life? No. That is what happiness is. You begin to choose what you want. Joy is a practice and a behavior. It is deliberate and intentional. Happiness comes and goes. Joy is profound and scriptural. Don't worry. Rejoice. Don't worry. Be happy. Which one will you choose? Rejoice. Thank you. Joy is inner. Happiness is outer. Joy endures hardship and trials. Paul and Silas were in captivity physically. But their soul and spirit were liberated. That is why they could sing. That is why they could pray. And that is why the Holy Spirit it's only joy that can capture such a mood. A person pursues happiness or chooses joy. The opposite of joy is what? Sadness. Sadness is deeper than unhappiness. Unhappiness is a surface. It can go away in a minute. I don't have money in my pocket. Pastor say, Pastor Shelly, I want to bless you with $1,000. I will become happy immediately. <laughs> Shall hallelujah, someone? Brethren, have you encountered Jesus? In order to have this joy of salvation, are you saved? What did you feel when you met Jesus? What did you see when Jesus was ministered to you, Pastor always said, if you cannot see it, you cannot see it. Is that not true? Who has that pastor say that? If you don't see the real Jesus on that day, you cannot see him again. What did you see? What meaning did it convey to you? Were you connected to the purpose of the encounter? Did you get the meaning of the encounter? Since then, what have you been pursuing? Happiness or joy? Have you chosen joy over happiness? What are your priorities since then? Have you moved forward from the spectacle of the encounter? It's always a spectacular moment. You remember that song? Oh, what a wonderful, wonderful day. Day I will never forget. That song is wonderful. It captures a day of salvation. But from that moment, what happens? How have you gone? Have you experienced the joy of salvation? Have you experienced the joy of salvation? There is the man, David. He knew what it was to have the joy of salvation. But when that joy was taken away from him for a season, he knew what he went through. Pass me not away from your presence, O Lord. Take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me. The joy of your salvation. David had money at that point in time. David was the king over the territory. David was powerful. He had riches. He had everything. But the most important thing to him was what? The joy of his salvation. 
The joy of salvation brings you to the point of humility and brokenness before your maker. It brings about a contrite heart, the void of pride, and filled with the fruits of the Spirit. One of which is also what? Joy. The joy of salvation makes you bow down, worship, adore, reverence, praise, give thanks to God, and rejoice in the Lord no matter what is happening around you. Praise the Lord. In the presence of God, there's fullness of joy. You carry the presence with you wherever you go. The presence of God is not only on Sundays, on Tuesdays, or whenever you come to do Thanksgiving, you should be the carrier of His presence to your workplace, on the road, in your car, anywhere. That is what the joy of salvation does to you. You will be glad whenever they say, let us go to the house of God. Praise the Lord. You take delight in knowing God, knowing his mind. You will submit to his will. You will read his word. You will meditate on his word. You will speak the word. You will act on the word. And you will react according to the word. Because the world is part of you. You eat it, it's food unto you. It's not a snack. Hallelujah. The world of God is food, not a snack. To someone who enjoys the presence and the joy of salvation. What does it do to you when you have that joy in your spirit? You reset your priorities. You will then know that the things of this world are just a passing phase. You will know the mundane things. And you now you will set your affections on the things above, the things of God, the things that glorify him, and the things that give you permanent joy, complete joy, perfect joy. And that was, that's what salvation does to a man. Joy of salvation brings about godly contentment. And we are told, what does that do to us is a great gain. You'll be content with what you have now. With your eye on the promise of God. That your future will be better than your past. You know the promises of God are here. Huh? Amen. No sad moment for you. Joy of salvation gives you peace in the midst of turbulence. Why? The turbulence is outside of you. The joy is deep inside of you, protected by the blood of Jesus. Therefore, no one can trouble you. Nothing can trouble you. What then should separate you from the love of your Christ? Joy of celebration brings about positive outlook and expectation. Because why? You know the thoughts of God for you. You know where he is taking you. You know whatever is happening now is a distraction. Focus on him. The author, the finisher, the version of the Bible says, the founder and the finisher 
of your faith. He has a definite expect an end for you. Your joy of salvation gives you the assurance that God has gotten your back. Devil may be in the front displaying. You know, the Bible says it's like a raging, a roaring lion. He will be making noise in front. God is there. He's in your security. You are secure. Have you watched the documentary on how the lion devours his prey? The lion will never sneak to catch his prey. The lion will charge. When the lion charges, the prey is already shaking. The feet are already wobbling. No balance again. And the, the, the prey is already gone, even before the lion catches it. But with the joy of salvation, you are secure. Do you have the joy of salvation? Is it precious to you? Matthew chapter 13, verse 44 to 46. Matthew 13, 44 to 46. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and hid. And for joy over it, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. That is how precious it is. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful peers. Who, when he had found just one of great price, what did he do? He went and sold all that he had and bought it. Is that what salvation is to you? Is it that precious to you? If it is, of a truth, surely you will enjoy salvation. These wise men, Simon, Anna, as I said earlier, they did not see Christ. But when they saw the star and eventually beheld the baby, what really did they see? What really did the, the Spirit minister to them that gave them such joy? It was a futuristic thing to them. But to us today, it is present. It is in front of us. It is within our reach. Are you getting that joy? We're going to go through some words from the mouth of the messenger himself. The message of deliverance. The message of joy. The message of assurance that gives somebody like me who have dedicated my life. I say, God, the day I start, I can go back again. Things happen around me, beside me, above me, but they don't happen inside of me. What did Jesus say? The baby would have become the John chapter 3, 16 to 17. John chapter 3, 16 to 17. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not do what? Perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. No, for that the world through him might be saved. That the world, through, that you 
through him shall be saved. What a comfort. Luke chapter 4, verses 18 to 19. This is the same Jesus. See what he came to do. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty you and I, those who are oppressed, and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Is that not a comfort? Does that not bring you joy? John chapter 8, verse 12. Then Jesus spoke to them again and said, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Joy of salvation. John chapter 14, verse 6. Can we read this together? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Do you want to go to the Father? You want to enjoy open heaven? This is the way. Shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. John 11, 25 to 26. Jesus said to her, as he's saying to you, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall do what? He shall live. You will live in Jesus' name. Amen. John 10, 10. A lot of people can associate with this. The thief does not come except to do what? To steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more. Joy. Of salvation. Praise the Lord. Matthew chapter 11, 28 29. We are going to read this one together. Can we go? Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. It's not done. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart. And you will find what? Rest for your soul. We are joy besides. Praise the Lord. Matthew chapter 7, verse 7. Let us read this together again. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. Joy of salvation. John chapter 14, 1 to 3. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Two. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. That's where I am. There will you may also be. Amen. Amen. 
Brethren, isn't this wonderful? This is what Anna, Simeon, saw would happen to humanity. They foresaw the joy that Jesus brought. They foresaw the victory that Jesus brought. They foresaw the defeat of the devil in everyone's life. Only for those who believe. Who are ready to associate with him. Matthew chapter 6, verse 21. Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life. What you will eat or what you will drink. Not about your body. What you will put on is life. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither eat, sow, or reap, or gather into plants. Yet your heavenly father feeds them. This is a question for you and I. Are you not more not of more value than they? Which of you by worrying can add one cube to a statue? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the ladies of the field, how they go, they need a toil or spring. And yet, I say to you that even Solomon, in all his glory, was not arrayed like one of these. Is that not reassuring? If God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he? Not much more clothing, O Jew of That is physical clothes. When you have the joy of salvation, you have the garment of glory upon your life, the garment of honor, the garment of favor upon your life. Hallelujah. It is very important. This came from the mouth of Jesus Himself. This is not from me. I'm not the motivational speaker. This is Jesus talking to you. And so why is it important we get this from the messenger himself? John 15, 9 to 11. Why? As the Father loved me, I also loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. This is important. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you, and that your joy may be full. The joy of salvation, I pray, will remain in you in the name of Jesus. The joy of salvation that is in you will be full, full in the name of Jesus. Exceedingly great joy is only gotten from God. Last month we had counting our blessings. Brethren, it's good to count our blessings. How many of them are joy? How many of them brings happiness? Marriages bring happiness. But deep down, some people are not happy. Money brings happiness. But it's mixed with sadness. <laughs> True joy only comes from God. So brethren, you have a choice to make. Do you believe in God? Do you believe that all power belongs to God? Do you have the mind of Christ? Do you know he can do all things? Are you obedient to his words? Are you clinged to he who is able to do exceeding abundantly 
Is he really your shepherd? Is he your protector? Is he your provider? Is he your peace? Without Christ, there is no peace. Without Christ, there is crisis. You got a choice to make. Brethren, at this point, we're going to go back to King David in Psalm 91, every one of us, as we close this morning. The purpose of going to Psalm 51 now is for repentance, for who needs to repent, is for restoration, for who needs to be restored, and is for someone who needs revival. It's all encompassing. And I want us, brethren, let us do it with all solemnity so that our joy may be full. Psalm 51 from verse 1. And we are going to read every one of us in the spirit together. Have mercy upon me, O God. According to your loving kindness, according to the multitude of your tender mercies, blot out my transgression. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions. And my sins has always before against you. You only have I sinned and done this evil in your sight, that you may be found just when you speak and blameless when you judge. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin my mother conceived me. Behold, you desire truth in the innermost parts. And in the healing part, you will make me to know wisdom. Watch me, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be white as snow. Make me hear joy and gladness that the bones you have broken may rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out my unworthiness. Create me. A clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and oppose me by your generous spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your peace. And sinners shall be converted to you. Deliver me from the guilt of bloodshed, the God of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing aloud for righteousness. O oh Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall show forth your praise. For you do not desire sacrifice, or else I will give it. You do not delight on our offering. Sacrifices of God are a broken heart, a broken and a contrast spirit. This will come. Let us begin to talk to God like that. Begin to talk to God. You know yourself. You know how you are with God. You know whether the joy of salvation is there or not. I will give God my heart to 
Ensure our restoration, revive us by your spirit, and let our joy of salvation be full in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name we pray.